PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Do you get the feeling that our top-notch technology is making us lazy and we're just Googling our way through life? Hank Wagner joins us again on the PDPW podcast to share an important message that if we think in a different way, we enrich not only ourselves, but our community around us. So let's join Hank with this week's message that he calls, Why Should I Care? Welcome to another PDPW podcast, and today the all-important question, Why Should I Care? I talk about this subject quite a bit because it's extremely important. And oftentimes when I do, I get this glassy-eyed, deer-in-the-headlights look and the corresponding question, why should I care? What's the big deal? Why does it matter? And that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want you to think into. And you get to decide, you get to choose. I'm not going to make you do anything. Nobody is. Life is filled with decisions and choices. But I would throw out... First of all, a really big reason to care about this subject, to care about your mind and your thinking, is because I believe it is one of the biggest things that separates happy, successful people from those that aren't. Now notice I said happy and successful. There's lots of successful people in in our world today, especially if you measure it financially or by things that they own, but they're not necessarily happy. In my opinion, my thinking is happiness should be a part of that equation for success. So if you want more happiness, more success in your life, pay attention to this topic because it's going to have a lot to do with determining how much of it you have in your future. You can't do anything about your past but it's going to help you potentially alter your future. Why should I care? People are not computers or robots, but I believe that the technology that we're using today are turning us into robots. We are becoming a people with very poor communication skills, very poor problem-solving skills, And we're becoming very dependent on technology to do things for us. We are allowing technology to dumb us down. Think about this. Instead of consciously thinking about all of the words that we speak, we're allowing technology to do more and more of that for us. We used to write letters where you sat down and you thought through every word and if it wasn't right, you erased it or you started over. And today we're using all of this technology like even texting. As we begin to text something, it puts words in there for us based on other words that we've used more often before. There's lots of technology that is speaking more and more words for us, supposedly based on what we've thought or spoken before. Instead of using our minds to problem solve, what do we do? I hear it over and over again, when there's a problem, let's just Google it. 
We use a software program, an app, or some other computer-generated device to solve our problems. When I was in school, I used to hate the math problems that were problem-solving. For example, Mary has 12 apples. She gave three to Judy and threw one away. How many does she have left? It was hard thinking into those and coming up with the correct answer. And some of them were trick questions. But they caused us to think. They caused us to problem-solve. And that's not happening today. We're using technology to problem-solve for us. We're doing less and less thinking. So the question, is that bad? Well, it depends. It's easier. We don't have to think into all of the different advantages and disadvantages. We don't have to think into what we want the intended outcome to be. We allow technology to do all of that for us. But in the process, we learn to trust and believe all of those things that are making those decisions for us. We learn to trust in the information. If it's on Facebook, it must be true, right? We too easily accept what we see or hear from this worldly technology without even using our own thinking to evaluate it. And then we're wondering why what's going on in our world today is so disastrous and uncontrolled. Those things that are happening have more to do with the subject that I'm talking about than most people realize. Our jails are filled with people who think they're supposed to be there. Many of those people in jail think they're supposed to be there because as they grew up, someone told them by the time they reach a certain age, they'll either be dead or in jail. And because they accepted that, look where they ended up being. Or they think that because the person they killed or the, the, the horrible thing that they did that caused them to be in jail, they think they were correct or right in doing that. Many homeless people are caught for life in their current circumstances because they think they can't do anything about it. They think they deserve to be there. They think they're not smart enough. They think that it's their lot in life. People who commit suicide think all hope is lost and that they have no other options. I was there as a young person. I understand. Once you think that you have no other options in life and that suicide is the only one, it's not surprising that that's what happens. And it's one of the reasons we have to be really careful about allowing ourselves to think in a certain way or allowing technology or somebody else to influence us to think in a particular way. People who are out there killing innocent people obviously are not thinking that people are important and valuable. People who are racist think that skin color has something to do with value. Where did they learn that? They did not come out of the womb in that way. 
at some point in their lives, something caused them to think that skin color has something to do with a person's value. People who think they're not smart will never invest in learning. It's interesting, after Pam and I got married, Pam would always make comments that she was dumb and or ugly. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. This is insane. She's certainly not dumb. She's very smart. And she's far from ugly. So why did she think that? And as we dug into where that might have come from, I helped her come to the realization that unless she changed that thinking, certain things would line up for her future that she wouldn't want. So instead, today, and there was a process we had to go through to, to change your thinking, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a future podcast, but today Pam no longer thinks she's dumb or ugly. Just because we think something doesn't mean it's truth. People who think that something is not possible will never try. If we think that it's not possible for us to accomplish something that we've never done before, many times we will never try. People who think they're already good at something or good enough at something will never improve. I do a leadership for dad's class. And one of the hardest things is getting dads, getting men to come. Because they think they're already being a good dad. And my question is, good compared to what? Being a dad is the most important leadership responsibility that you have. It's not about being good enough. It's not about as being as good as the neighbor or, or as good as your father before you. It's about being the best possible you can be. Why should I care? It is our thinking that turns into our words and our programmed actions, behaviors, and habits. And those things automatically repeat for the rest of our lives, good or bad. Why should I care? It impacts us in a really big way. Our thinking, our minds, our conscious decisions, many of them that have been made in our past, we, we can't do anything about our past. It's already been done. But what I'm talking about can have a dramatic impact on altering your future for the positive. If I was to ask you some specific questions to get a better understanding of your thinking, it would not be very hard to forecast or read into some things that are in your future. For example, how do you feel about your spouse? Deep love, respect, honor, value? Or the opposite is going to have an impact on your future, on your marriage. How do you feel about your children? Are they annoying? Are they a waste of time? Are they expensive? Or are they beautiful, amazing, one of a kind, extremely important and valuable? How do you feel about your employees? 
Sometimes when I speak, I I ask the group, if most of them are employers, how they feel about their employees, and I'll get comments that people are jerks. People are frustrating. And if that's your thinking about your employees, it's going to be connected to how you treat them, how you speak to them, and the outcome of those relationships. Or the other side of the equation, how do you feel about your boss? Is he or she a jerk? Or is he or she important and valuable, and are you thankful for him or her? It'll impact your words and your relationship, positive or negative. And what's really powerful about this is this not only affects you, your thinking not only affects your future. Every single breathing moment of your life but it also applies to the people that we are connected to. It also applies to every other person. Once you understand how powerful it is, this this concept of our mind and our thinking, and you start to read into or ask specific questions and understand how your children or your spouse or your employee or boss are thinking, then you can start to do something about it. Parents, should be spending time with their children and understanding and maybe even impacting or having dramatic influence on their children's thinking. Because these people who turn out to be racist as adults, these young people who are going around murdering others, I, I wonder, where were their parents? We as parents should be impacting and influencing our children's lives. We as bosses should be helping our employees understand they're important and valuable and significant, not just as employees, but as people. We should be impacting society, our schools, our communities. Not by passing laws and and banning guns and, and doing all of this stuff, but understanding people and their thoughts. Why should I care? Our thanks to Hank Wagner, a Wisconsin dairy farmer, passport president to PDPW, and founder of Wagner Leadership Training, for joining us this week on the PDPW Podcast. Brought to you by the PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.